What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Volleyball Source Podcast. My name is Everett DeLorme. It's currently April 8th. It's a Thursday, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, This one is going back into the archives, but the archives that you've definitely never seen before. Uh, This podcast is coming from what I thought was a corrupt hard drive, but since we're in lockdown here in Ontario, I decided to try to revive someone, and the first one that I tried was actually pretty easy, and uh, this one is... I'm really, really excited that I'm able to post this now um, because it honestly crushed me before when I thought that this hard drive was corrupted because this is my last interview that I did with Garth Pischke, the absolute legend, last year at the U-Sport National Championships or what was supposed to be the U-Sport National Championships. So while I was kicking around in Winnipeg, I didn't have a flight out until Sunday after, after everything got shut down with the onset of COVID-19 that's still affecting us. Um I managed to get one last interview with Garth Garth Pischke. And so, yeah, I'm super stoked that I was able to save this one. And, uh, yeah, enjoy. All right. Well, guys, we are here with uh, the legend. Is is that actually what they call you, is the the legend? I've I've been getting a lot of that lately since uh, the impending uh, retirement is is here now. And... uh, you know, I'm obviously very flattered and hum- humbled by anybody that would uh, that would do that because it's uh, I've been the lucky guy in this whole process. It's it's been a great career. Yeah, the winningest coach <clears throat> in North American history, mm-hmm. more so than Al Skates, more so than, than anyone else who's ever uh, who's ever uh, suited up. Actually, just two seconds. I'm just gonna yeah, sure. make sure the audio levels are good here. That should be good. Um, <clears throat> yes. Oh, actually, one last thing okay. before we before we get going here. I, uh, I did bring you a present. Oh, wow. Cameron, thank you. Thank you. Well, well, he did his research. <laughs> you, I can see it right now. Awesome. Well, awesome. It's, it's one thing that, you know, cool. having, having worked at Volleyball Canada, there is a rum culture at Volleyball Canada. Uh-huh. Okay. And, you know, that is kind of spurred on by, you know, John Blatcher. Yeah. And, you know, so, some of the older guys. So I wonder, is that is that your doing? Did you start the rum culture within, no. within Volleyball Canada? No, but it, uh, and I hate, I hate to say it, but I, I sort of got thrown into it or... Or got involved in it with with Manitoba, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't want to say anything, but it did start within the Manitoba Volleyball Officials Association. So <laughs> the officials. I, mean, I, I think that's probably why they uh, they bring the breathalyzer out now these days. And uh, um, but no, everything's everything's fine. There was a good core of people, and it, it wasn't that they they drank a lot, but they did stick to their rum for sure, and uh, and that was uh, a big part of it. And it's it's filtered through the whole volleyball community here. I mean, I, I've 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 definitely seen it. The officials always seem to know how to have the good times. Yeah, yeah, you know? they do, and uh, and especially in the the old days, you know, they were uh, they were as much a part of the fun as a. As we had when we had tournaments and stuff like that. I remember back in the the Super Volley days, they used to have the officials used to coordinate some special awards like the the Golden Whistle Award and the, the Golden Buns Award and all kinds of <laughs> <laughs> crazy things like that. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Do, do you have a favorite official? 
Ah, uh, gee, no, I, I mean, from Manitoba, there's, there's some guys that were, that were outstanding here. The, you know, the two names that I would always think that had an impact on my career were uh, Weezer Bridal and, and Eddie Taves, and, and Weezer not only from his officiating, but from his coaching and, and the times that I spent with him out at Grand Beach. He had a cottage out there, and I was a friend of the families and all his kids and hung around with uh, some of his nephews and his kids so it was uh, you know definitely those two names it's funny you, you bring up Grand Beach I was going to bring this up a little bit later but it looks yeah. to me like you actually suited up for a match later this past summer with, <coughs> with with your now assistant coach or your former assistant coach now I guess Adam Thompson yeah yeah I, you know I, I saw some clips out there and it looks like you you, st <laughs> you still got it I you know I'm, I'm so Adam was phenomenal, and uh, and, and unfortunately, his, he it wasn't like I played the whole tournament, but uh, his partner cramped up and uh, and couldn't play in the bronze medal match, and uh, they wanted to have a match, and I'm sure he asked a few other guys before he asked me, but uh, that's probably because just because he was you know intimidated to ask you, you know, in, in in the back of his head he was probably like I want to ask Garth, but you know I should ask these other guys first. Yeah, I I don't know, but it, it was it was absolutely great, and uh, and I played a lot a lot in the in the summer certainly not at that level for sure but we have a, we have a great group of probably 20 or 30 people all over 50 that love playing all weekend and we we spend all weekend playing five six hours a day yet sometimes so it's uh, it's not like we don't get our, our reps in and it, it may be a little different than the game that most people see at the, at the high levels but uh, at least we're keeping our our heart pumping and uh, and we can hit the ground without hurting ourselves and that's that's still a good thing is that you know do you still get the same enjoyment from the game as as you once did and even now when you're just you know kicking around on on Grand Beach well I think I've really figured out how to tone it down I think it was frustrating for a while because I think we all still have the same mindset about what how we used to play and uh, the things we used to be able to do and I, I think from from playing in those those pickup games at Grand Beach, I finally figured out how to tone things down without hurting myself. And uh, you know, maybe it's an old man's game, but yeah, I've, I've come to the realization that I just can't explode off the net and plant and try and get in real quick, or I'm gonna probably have no Achilles tendon after it's over with. So it's, uh, I, I've figured out how to play that that type of game, and that's made it uh, certainly uh, enjoyable uh, as well, and, and a lot of fun playing with friends and family. Because, you know, the beach game, from what I understand, that was kind of certainly Taylor's first experiences from of, of volleyball. Is, is yeah, that right? for sure. I mean, we had, our family is is, is volleyball, you know, with, with our son Dane and our son Taylor. And uh, and we grew up at, at different stages where, where I was playing with... Uh, with Taylor all the time and uh, to try and make things even and then uh, that had to change and then all of a sudden I was playing with Cindy and then I was you know playing <laughs> with Dane and it just got to the point where we couldn't find anything because Dane and Taylor were just you know way too good. <laughs> I mean that's that that that's typically what happens I mean we see yeah. Taylor I mean Dane had an incredible career yeah. here at Manitoba. Yeah. Um, then yeah. you know played a little bit with the national team with the with the B team, and now yeah. Taylor um, won a national championship here with Manitoba. Yeah. And now yeah. is a member of the national beach team, competed for Canada at the 2015 uh, Pan Am Games, and mm -hmm. you know is. <clears throat> we were talking a little bit about side about kind of your legacy of how many of the leaders within volleyball uh, that you have 
you know, you've, you've kind of groomed, I guess, but you know, are, are those two, is that your, is that your most important and favorite legacy that, that you've left to the game? Well, you know, I mean, people for sure, uh, you know, asked me what were my favorite times in, in coaching and, and, and obviously there were some great championships. There were, there were some great teams that we had no business being in a championship and, uh, and overachieved and got there, but, but for sure one of the special times, uh, for me, was was coaching Dane here for five years, and 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 then having the opportunity to you know to coach Taylor a little bit, not certainly not as much, but uh, to be involved in the, all the family games that we had, and uh, and uh, I, I loved it. I'm a, I've always been a family guy, and uh, my obviously Cindy played and at the University of Saskatchewan and won a few championships there and like won three out of three years that she played. So <laughs> so we're we've been a pretty competitive. Uh, team uh, and we call ourselves a team for sure did any of those family matches get you know not nasty but you know maybe a little bit uh, heated i i remember one match we took our university team to florida one year and uh and i remember one particular match it was uh, it was me and me and taylor playing against cindy and dane and then and uh just an unfortunate thing happened, and we're out there on the beach, and uh, I, I hit a ball fairly hard, and I, and I used to pride myself in not hitting it at, you know, Cindy for sure, if, if I could help it, but things happen, and unfortunately I hit a ball pretty hard once, and, and it clipped the top of the tape, and uh, just jumped up above her, her hands and got her in the face, and broke her glasses, and uh, her nose was bleeding, and... Uh, and that wasn't a good scene. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it wasn't. No. <laughs> so you might, might have had to take her to a nice dinner or something oh, after I, that I one. I tried real hard. It, it took a while to, to build up the points again, but it was that was a, that was a tough one. And it, I, I obviously she understood after a while. And I mean, we play hard. We don't. Uh, nobody loses on purpose. Uh, that's just not in our blood. And uh, and sometimes that's a little tough. But uh, but uh, it was always. Overall, for the better, for sure, and certainly the better for for Dane and Taylor. I mean, we, we were competitive, and uh, and some things we just couldn't get. I, I remember, uh, I don't know if I should tell this story, but we had Dane enrolled in Cub Scouts, and uh, and because I did that when I was a kid, and uh, and he was in all the games and stuff, and finally after half the year, the the uh, leaders of the pack type of thing came over and said, you know, we're, we're having a little bit of problems here with, with Dane. He's just so competitive. And me and Sydney just looked at him and said, well, so? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was pretty, probably the last weekend he was a Cub Scout. We figured this isn't the right environment for him. <laughs> did, they, did they play? I know, I know Taylor was in gymnastics. Yes. And, but yes. Did, did your kids play any other sports? Is that something that you, you know, you try to push them into other oh, sports? Oh, for sure. And there was never any, I can tell you a few stories about that. There was never anything with us pushing them in, into volleyball at all we we loved all sports and uh, and taylor grew grew up in rhythmic gymnastics and uh, and literally was training 21 hours a week and and boy that was when she competed it was the most com most uh 
difficult time for me and Cindy because 21 hours a week she'd play compete on the weekends and she'd have three one-minute routines and uh, it was just painful to watch that and uh, of course if you make one mistake that's that's the end of it so uh, as much as we enjoyed it and as much as it was unbelievable for her development uh, you know when she came home one day and said dad dad mom all my friends are playing volleyball and basketball at school. Would you mind if I gave it a try? And of course, we're giving it the fist pump in the background, going, "Yes, finally." <laughs> so that—that's what happened with her. And Dana, well, a lot easier for me with him being a boy. I helped coach him when he played played hockey. I coached a little bit of soccer with him. I, I definitely coached him for, uh, for four or five years on the basketball court when he was growing up, and of course, five years of club club volleyball as well too and uh, and it was up to him to pick and choose where he wanted to be and uh, but but obviously the success that they both had playing volleyball you know with the extra time and contacts that they, that they had with us where it was definitely put them ahead of other kids opportunities mm -hmm. if we you know rewind just a little bit back to you know the days of, of your youth when, when you were yeah. younger and in high school yeah. what attracted you to volleyball what what made it so that you chose because you know i'm assuming that you know as the athlete that you were that maybe all the sports were kind of on the table for you oh it it was and and in those days you played everything too for sure and we certainly tried to give our kids that that experience and uh, i had a tryout with the, with the junior hockey team in the city and i had uh, i played junior baseball and uh, and uh I was recruited to play basketball at university, and uh, and but but I had some opportunities in volleyball that were that were just different, and uh, there were a few few things that went on in Manitoba, and I go back to the Eddie Taves and Weezer Bridal. They were involved in some things where we had an opportunity to, to go to Curacao and uh, and represent Canada as a bunch of Manitoba guys down there and uh, and Mexico and uh, and places like that. And I went, gee, this is great. I'm having, having some fun with this. So when the opportunity came by to, to play volleyball it was it was certainly something that I, I really loved and had some great experiences and wanted to continue and then you first but first first you started playing at the University of Winnipeg is that yes is that, is yes. that correct no that's correct yeah. and then you, you made your way you're 23 years old when you started coaching here at yeah. the University of Manitoba yeah yeah and you know we, we were just kind of talking about it and you said you know you couldn't have ever imagined coaching you know even 20 years back for them back in the day and here you are now was it 28 years or 38 38 years, 38 years, years over sorry. a 43 year period because i've had oh. a couple sabbaticals and some time with the national team obviously and it's uh, it's been a long time and, and never never expected it yes i played i played my first year at the university of winnipeg and uh, and then went to that why well, i played actually the last June of my, uh, I played with the national team, made the national team, and then we went to, back to Winnipeg, and then the center got moved to Montreal, mm -hmm. so we were, we were training there, so I went there and was away for a couple of years, and then came back to Winnipeg again, and finished off my undergrad degree, and then moved to Manitoba, um, you know, in, interesting story, in those days you could transfer, there was no, nothing going on, so I moved here to take my master's, and we had won the year before at University of Winnipeg, and then we won the next year at University of Manitoba, so it was, uh, 
I don't know if anybody's ever done that in their career. They couldn't nowadays because of the transfer rules, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, you were a member of Canada's first ever Olympic team. That was 76 in Montreal. Yeah. And you guys yeah. were coached by... Bill Neville. Bill Neville. Bill Neville, yeah. Yeah, outstanding guy, just a fiery guy, and uh, and really worked really hard. And uh, we, we had some difficulties, you know, at, at first. And... Uh, you know, he was really keen on our team, and we were training in Montreal, and, uh, and and unfortunately, he just felt that a bunch of the guys from out west were a little better than some of the the teams from that era, and there, there was some problems with, with that, and, and there was a lot of good players in, in Quebec at the time, and... Uh, uh, that I love playing with, so uh, so there was a few few problems. We ended up having to move the center out of Quebec and uh, and and brought it to Winnipeg here for for a year before the Montreal Olympics. So that was interesting. But Bill was great, and he went on to to help Doug Beal on the '84 uh, Olympic team and uh, for the U.S. that won the gold medal. So that was uh, a great feather in his cap. How much of an eye-opening experience was that, the, the 76 Olympics? Just, you know, seeing the other teams, you know, Italy, Yugoslavia, Russia, Czech Republic. What, you know, what was that experience like seeing that, that level of volleyball at that early in the sport? Well, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd seen it for, for a couple of years. And, I, I mean, it was, it was difficult for me being so young. I was, I was 20 at the, uh, at the Olympics. I remember at... Uh, when I was 18 and played in my first Norseka championships and I, I finally got subbed into the game and wow what is what is going on here and, uh, and an unfortunate incident happened with at that time as and you, people that know volleyball can understand what I'm talking about but I got subbed into the game and we're playing against Mexico and uh, and I'm on the, on the left side and I'm, I'm supposed to watch the left side guy and uh, and uh, all of a sudden, he goes around the, the middle and runs an X, and I'm just going, well, what am I supposed to do? And so Pierre Marcou, a great volleyball player out of Quebec, uh, was our middle blocker at the time, and he says, look, when he goes around like that, you got to jump with the middle guy. Well, okay. No, not a problem. So I, I'm sitting there watching. My guy goes around for the X, and, well, I better jump hard for the middle guy. Well, of course, my guy came back and faked the X and uh, Pierre was taken off outside and he ran right into my elbow and he was wearing glasses and he broke his glasses and his face was bleeding and uh, he wasn't too happy with that. So I, I learned the hard way and, and but the game was just huge and uh, of course it continued on to, to Montreal where it was, you know, off the charts exciting for me. Could you have imagined, you know, being a part of the game <clears throat> at that era, you know, it was Looking back at that video from those days, yeah, it's a much. It was a much different game back there. Could yeah. you Could you have seen? You know, could you have seen that the progression of where it is now? And were you aware of that progression? Because you've been a part, like you've been right in the thick of it since then. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like you were a broadcaster, someone kind of watching it from the outside, but yeah. you were a part of it. You know, building that that progression throughout the years. The, the neatest thing for me is. Uh, with my career is, is volleyball was was so young when I got started you know the offenses were were so simple and uh, 
and, and uh, the just the idea of the game, like nobody ever ever thought of a backcourt attack or a, or a jump serve, spike serve, or anything like that. It was just, and that blows me away to to think about that now. And I, and I remember watching the final of the the '76 Olympics and uh, and Poland, real critical part of the game, and Poland dug the ball and. Uh, and Thomas Wojtowicz was in the back row, and, he, and it was a broken play. It wasn't part of the offense. And he went up and hit the ball from the back row, and everybody's looking around going, can you do that? You know, <laughs> is that legal? And they're watching the referees and go waiting for a call, and, uh, yeah, nothing happened. And, 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 we're, and so now, we're, now today I'm thinking, well, you know, if we would have ever thought of something like that and brought it into our system, much, much like... Like the Japanese did mm -hmm. in '64, with all the quick attacks and, and everything. Uh, if we could have thought of something like a backcourt attack in those days, we certainly had the athletes that that could do it. It would have been pretty neat. But uh, it's great to see where the games come. It's changed so much, and to be a part of that whole evolution and and see where we are today. Not only just in the the athletes that we're putting on the floor, the number of athletes that are that are so good, the number of great programs and the, the number of great coaches we have now is, is really exciting. Yeah, um, fast forwarding to the 84 team, and that was a team that you joined a little bit later. Yes. Right? Yes. And you know, you were kind of the, the, the wily veteran, if you will, yeah. coming in and yeah. joining, but if you look at the members of that team and the impact that they've had on volleyball today, it's yeah. outstanding. Of course, Glenn Hogue, Terry Daniluk, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Alex Ketrzynski, whose boys are now, you know, yeah. in, in, in the in U Sports. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I know there's. I John know there's Barrett, just John Barrett. And it's just uh, just the list. The list goes on of the the contribution that those guys are making now, and it, it was really a fun team to be to be a part of, yeah, because. You know Tom Jones, uh, just uh, the names go. Paul Graton, whose Paul son, Gretton, whose whose son is going to go be playing for McMaster next yeah, year. Yeah, no, it, it's it's great to see, and uh, uh, those guys were were so athletic. I mean, in, in you know realistically, we we had some great volleyball players in in '76, uh, but we had some great athletes in '84, and these were guys that that could have played any sport that that they wanted to. Just fortunately, they chose. Volleyball, but to see to see the impact just at uh, you know this national championships with uh, with myself there and uh, Terry there and John Barrett there it was just it was great to see. It seems like you know it's in we we, we talk about in basketball they talk about the Vince Carter effect, mm -hmm. but in you know volleyball in Canada we I think we should definitely be talking about that that eighty four effect yes. because yes. without that team and the success that they had and definitely the the commitment that they that they show to the game, you know, I don't know if we we are where we are today. Yeah, no, I mean we we talk about even the, you know the El Coulters and the Don Saxton. We just forget about all of them, all of them. And, and I'm sitting there racking my brain now because I don't want Walsh. I don't want to forget a name and. Uh, and there's just so many uh, guys that just kept going and, and have done so much for the game and uh, and uh, just been lucky to be a part. It was, it was great to be a part of that. Like you said, I was uh, kind of a last-minute addition. There there were some issues there because I had played professional in uh, in the United States, and there was quite a long period there where I wasn't allowed to play amateur volleyball again because of that. But fortunately, the, the U.S. took the FIBB to court and said, hey, we want 
these guys to be able to play and the FIBB backed down and said okay <laughs> and so that was great for me but and then Ken Maeda went out of his way to to ask me of my interest to, to be involved and was very very uh, straightforward with me about what my role would be on the team and joining a, a very good team at a late time that, that I was going to be a guy coming off the bench and, and sure that's that's great I can play virtually every position whatever you need and uh, and uh, I'm okay with that and I ended up playing you know a little left side a little right side a little little middle and uh, and it was all great of course, things were big, different back then with no libero. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, a middle played all six rotations. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, was it... <clears throat> I'm curious, like, what was the approach back then? You know, when you, when you, when you were out there, it was, it was obviously a lot less specialized. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're... What, you know, how, in general, like, what was, what was the strategy and what was... How did you play the game? Well, it, it was it was pretty neat for me because certainly passing was was one of my strengths, so that gave me a great opportunity to play when, uh, you know, when that was the first thing that that broke down. And uh, I mean, I remember a, a match we played in in Germany, and uh, and literally they were serving from as far back as they possibly could, and uh, and guys just didn't understand. I said, look, guys, get out of the way. You know, I'm, I'm covering the whole court, you know, because that's... And it's I like can, the OG Libero right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm just saying, that's great. I, I'll take that role, and uh, we got tons of guys that can put the ball away and uh, and great setting, and uh, so that was that was fun to, to really have a, an impact in, in that way. So. You, you brought up Ken Maeda. What yeah. was his impact on not only that team, but Canadian volleyball as a whole? Well, uh, you know, the, just the, the work ethic was, was unbelievable and, uh, and the time that we, we spent working on technical things and, uh, and, and just trying, finding ways to, to, to really believe in his system and I, and I think that that was a big part of our success was uh, we really believed that he knew what he was talking about and, and followed his, his uh, you know, his lead and, uh, and that was a team like we had he, I mean, he brought some special things along, certainly for playing against the Asian teams, and uh, we, we had absolutely no trouble playing against any Asian team. And uh, and at the Olympics, we you know we beat Japan 3-0 in the, in our pool play, and beat China as well. And uh, it was just uh, we knew how to play those those kind of teams. Because to me, you know, looking back, that's really when Canadian volleyball started gaining its identity. Yeah. And really yeah. started creating what, what we see today. And I think today we see that, you know, it's, <clears throat> we've got kind of a bit of a, a mix of styles. And I mean, I, I, yeah. so much of that has to do with, with Glenn Hogue being at the helm. Oh, un unbelievable. And he was a product of that system. And, 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 uh, and I'm sure if you ask Glenn, he would say, you know, I, I learned a lot from Ken. And I, I took a lot of his things with me along the way. And, and then Glenn would have added his own own perspective to the game, which was, you know, very meticulous, hard, hard worker and student of the game and, and just made it even better and took that model and made it better. And, uh, and what he's done with, with the program in, in, in his tenure is, uh, is second to none and, and we're, you know, legit and deserve to be one of the best teams in the world. Yeah, we really do. You, know, you mentioned playing professionally in the United States. Yes. And this was back, you know, in the, in the 70s and, and early 80s. Yeah. What yeah. was that like? 
Well, for me, uh, unbelievable experience. I mean, I got to play with some of the, the best players in the world and, uh, and some of the biggest names in the world, like a Will Chamberlain. And, uh, and uh, I played on a team with Ed Skorik, who was you know, the MVP of the Montreal Olympics. So for me to play with a guy of, of that experience and, and John Stanley, who to this day is one of the best blockers I've, I've ever had a chance to play with or, or see play. And, uh, and uh, you know there was just tons of great players down there, and and I was a young kid, and I I I learned a ton. You know, I, in my whole coaching philosophy is uh, for players. Yes, you're going to learn from the, the coaches you play with, but if you're an elite athlete, you're learning from the from the people you're playing with and the people you're playing against, and you're putting stuff into your repertoire all the time from watching that. You got to ch play with Wilt Chamberlain. <clears throat> yeah. What was what was that like? Because of course Wilt is a, is a name that almost he almost transcends <clears throat> sports. Yeah. No. It's uh, people. You know, certainly didn't realize how much volleyball Will played, and he loved playing on the beach, and uh, he loved playing. There's photos men. of him playing up at Kitts Beach in, in Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was good. I mean, he, provincials. he he had one detriment to his his game I mean he was a big guy and he could jump and he could hit the ball well but uh, <laughs> I laughed because the problem he had was setting a volleyball because his <laughs> hands were too big and and the analogy is you know go and try and set a tennis ball I mean that's what it was like for him and you know shaking hands with him uh, his fingers would wrap around your hands two or three times it, it was just massive it was crazy yeah what was it like being mentioned in his book Oh, it was, I mean, that was at, at the age that I was at to be put down on his, on his list was, uh, was phenomenal. And I, I remember when the, how intimidated I was when we played uh, in the All-Star game in, in El Paso. And uh, he was on one team, I was, I was on the other team. And, and here we were, we were named co-MVPs of the tournament. And, uh, and I was just, I don't know how old I was, 21, 22 or whatever, and I was just panicking because there was a TV for the MVP and this was a big deal for me, you know? <laughs> so, and, uh, and wow, when they, when they said, you know, what are you gonna do with this? And, and Will just, you know, shook his head, kid, take the TV, <laughs> like, don't worry about it. Yeah, I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> so uptight about it so no it was it was great he was very intimidating obviously the, you know the biggest name in the NBA and uh, and uh, but what, a, what an experience it was great was there was there a lot of fans back then was there a lot of media surrounding the the league obviously it didn't, <clears throat> it didn't survive as we still don't have you know we don't have professional volleyball here in North America yeah no what, did it, it seem like you know there was something on the horizon with it or was it more of a you know maybe like an XFL type of uh, scenario yeah it, it was it was tough to get going because uh, it was still volleyball and there, there was so much other competition you know uh, to get the fans out and uh, it did well in in four markets that, that I remember and uh, but uh, it, originally there was uh, eight teams I think in the league and four that you know just didn't do well and they, they couldn't sustain it with uh, with that limited amount of uh, of teams so it was unfortunate and that maybe is still a little early for its time and uh, um, would it go better now? I, I, I don't know. The market is still pretty saturated and, uh, and so well entrenched in their, in their football and baseball and, and now hockey and now soccer getting involved in it. So it's, uh, it's hard to say if, if anything like that would ever fly in North America.
I, I think we can we can make it happen. Maybe not maybe not next year, but <laughs> yeah. you know, in the in the next twenty some years. Yeah. Um, well, the numbers are there. There's more and more people playing. There's more and more guys playing in the in the U.S. now too, and uh, certainly it's. Wow, I've seen the expansion here in Canada, and uh, you know, especially in the in the major major markets like Ontario and Alberta and BC, and then the number of real quality athletes that are playing the game of volleyball now, which which wasn't the case when I first started, is is uh, unbelievable. Is that something you feel a part of? Is that something you know? Because like <clears throat> especially for me, watching the game grow from when I was a club kid, you know, fifteen years ago yeah. to where it is now, it's grown exponentially. But you yeah. saw it. In its infancy, we we you know here at the University of Manitoba we traveled a lot to all, mm -hmm. to all those places, and I really hope and feel that that people saw our program and saw the level of play that we played at, and I I really thought we we set the standard for quite a number of years, and and uh, and hopefully other teams tried to to play like us and and learn from us, and, and of course the coaches would develop and bring their own style into it and and we've certainly seen uh, other teams emerge as, as the leader since since then and uh, and uh, I enjoy watching their programs as well too there's there's a lot of successful ones and we're getting more and more successful ones in Ontario now which is uh, which is great to see and great for the game and uh, and it's only going to continue is there one coach that you enjoyed playing and beating the most uh, no, no. There's coaches I enjoy playing against, uh, for sure. I know Terry, uh, D Terry Danilek and myself had had a great rivalry. But I, you know, I always had a lot of fun playing against uh, Brenda Willis and Wally Diva and Dave Preston and you know some of the guy, longer standing coaches and Pascal. Uh, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's been really a lot of fun for me. Al Scott back in the day, Dan Oda still at the Dalhousie. We've had a lot of ex exchanges with these guys, and of course, everybody now nowadays with with Ben Joe and everybody else. Larry McKay, former player of mine, played against uh, Tom Graham and when he was at Saskatchewan. Uh, it was it was always a lot of fun, and, and I kind of prided myself in in having hoping to have a great relationship with with all of them and uh, and not carry anything off off the court and yes it was competitive and they were just as competitive on the court and uh, and I loved that I mean that was that was me you mentioned you know all, like Larry who was your former your former athlete and you know at the the event on Thursday night I was yeah. looking at the, the poster with all <clears> of the different teams and the thing that struck me the most was how many big names of players and now leaders within the sport here in Canada were on that? You know, we've got, as you said, Larry McKay, Dan Lewis, mm -hmm. um, Terry Gagnon. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could go on and on naming naming names of yeah. these these big players that have that have come through your programs. Is that was that something that you tried to do, or is that just kind of a byproduct of of the way you ran the program it's you know hopefully I, I instilled that enthusiasm in those people it's 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 really difficult for me to name names because I know I always forget somebody and it's just because there is so many and so many that have gone on and and been successful and uh, and uh, but you know I, I I think and I still try to say that I hope I added a little bit to what 
what they uh, what they've done, but I know for sure they've taken a lot of their own and and put it into the into their development and into what they've done in volleyball. I mean, I see the things that, that Terry's done, Terry Gagnon with uh, mm-hmm. with Alberta volleyball, and, and it's just been it's been fun for me to for me to watch and now to see John coaching and at U of T, and I'm so excited for the success that that he's had there, and uh, you know, and Larry McKay is unbelievable program at Winnipeg now and Russ Paddock what he did at Brandon and uh, and obviously Tom at Saskatchewan got you know with their program so it's uh, those are fun things to to watch and uh, and I've enjoyed that and I, and I really have enjoyed their successes too the list, the list just really goes on and on yeah. Eh? like yeah I it would literally <clears throat> probably take us all afternoon just to discuss all of those people but you know is there Anyone who was maybe your favorite or you know the most memorable of 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 those people? Yeah, I, I can't. I couldn't put a, a one thing, one person ahead of anybody else because uh, and even and even in you know the successes in, in volleyball, I still maintain that I, I'm just as excited about those guys that that left the program that are uh, that have been really successful as a as a teacher or in the field of real estate or in in finance or the guys that have gone on I've had a couple going to be doctors and uh, and lawyers and accountants and uh, all that stuff and there I still see them and of course they were there on Thursday night and it was uh, it was fun to fun to be a part of that and, and real proud that they walked out of here with uh, with the confidence to, to go out and challenge and be a part of the, the real world and uh, and to have, like I say, the confidence to be successful. It was pretty incredible for me to see just how many of those players were in that room. Yeah. I just get to visually see it. Yeah. You know, and you look yeah. around, you see all of these big names from the sport over the past, you know, few years. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's something that I've always known, <clears throat> but having a, an actual, you know, physical representation of that was, was crazy. Yeah. Do you do you think that that <clears throat> is, you know, something that, you know, do you think that that success bred that success, you know, that people were attracted to your program because you know, I, oh yeah, talking to like you know Dan Lewis and Steve Brinkman and just noticing how many Southern Ontario guys you know made the trip over, yeah. both of those guys, you know, T.J. Sanders spent a year at your program yeah. and mm-hmm. it seemed that for quite a while the best in Canada now is like the best in Canada flocked to Trinity Western, you yeah. know, for quite a while, the best yeah. in Canada flocked here to, to the center of the country in Manitoba. Oh, there, there's no question. I mean, we had lots of guys from BC that, uh, that came this way as well too. And, and yeah, no, we were, we were successful and, and kids see that and they want to be a part of it. And, and, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's like you said, it, it happened in Alberta and, uh, it's happening at Trinity now. And that's, uh, that's just the way Way it goes, and it's kind of kind of cyclical. But uh, uh, recruiting, I, I can honestly say, in, in our in the heyday, was was pretty darn easy. <laughs> Did you have a lot of scholarship money to deal with it? Or, no, or no, I, I wouldn't no, expect no, so. No, we didn't. Uh, you know, until a fellow by the name, former player of mine by the name of Al Eady, who was there and, and stepped up and donated a huge amount of money to our, our program uh, from all his real estate successes and uh, at that time it was matched by the government and bingo we had full tuition for pretty much all of our athletes in a, in a very short period of time so that was uh, that was nice and uh, certainly helped us continue on with what we were doing. Now you know we talked about how you spent 
a few years with the national team, and that was from '96 mm-hmm. to, to '98, or sorry, '96 to 2000. Yes, yes. Now I was I was talking to your therapist at the time, Johnny. Yes. At, on on Thursday night. Yeah. And uh, you know he was talking about how in the World League, which is the first time '99 was the first time Canada was in the World League, mm-hmm. and you guys were in a pool with Italy, Argentina, and Yugoslavia. Yeah. And then you look at the 2000 Olympics, and yeah. they were three of the top four teams. Yes. What, yes. You know what was it like taking over <clears throat> the national team at, at, at that time, and you know kind of going through those motions of being the first team at. at at World League and, and trying to, yeah. you know, qualify for those 2000 Olympics. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was, it was great. I mean, I wasn't afraid of, of any challenge in those days. And, and we were, we had been successful in our, in our development. I mean, people, I think it was uh, 97 was our first big success when we went to, to Cuba and beat the, beat the Cubes to, for the opportunity to go to the World Championships. And that was that was unheard of at the time. Beating Cuba it was just—they were so powerful, and uh, and we had never ever been close to it. And then to do it in Cuba, where where it seemed like it was going to be a rubber stamp for them, was really exciting for us and our team, and did a lot for for our confidence going forward. So uh, we 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 just uh, embraced the challenge and uh, and did the best we could. Did you did would you guys feel maybe a little uh, uneasy after after that win? Yeah, yeah, yeah we were going. What uh, you know? What did we just do here? This <laughs> this was not supposed to happen, and uh, and uh, you know what? What what are we going to do now? I mean, <laughs> do we do we pack it in now and call that our, our success of the quad, or do we uh, do we keep going and, and push forward? And uh, and we we plugged away right right till the bitter end, and uh, and had, had a few disappointments at the end, unfortunately, to to qualify for the Olympics, but. Uh, uh, we were ex- extremely close really, with that team. You know, when you look at, in January, Canada defeats Cuba in maybe the best match that I've yeah. seen Team Canada play in, in yeah. my, you know, involvement in the sport, but do you still hold that, that same kind of pride, you know, having been involved with the program for, for so long? Is, is that still, you know, in a sense, your team? Well, it's, it's, I mean, I'm a part of that team as an alumni. I mean, it's, I don't really have anything else to do with it other than that but I, I still feel a big part of the national team program and and where we came with that team and going from 25th to to 10th in the world in a short period of time where it was mired in the, the 25 to 35 range for the longest period of time so it was uh, you know really fun to be a part of that and uh, and to get the ball rolling, hopefully, and uh, but but you know the successes now are with the current current staff and the current athletes that we have, and uh, and uh, all I can feel is is pride of being a part of it. Is there a favorite international moment with Team Canada, either coaching or, or playing? Yeah, well, I mean, a big one for me was was the Pan Am Games here here in Winnipeg. I mean, that's, it was exciting to be able to do that in, in front of the, the family and friends and, uh, and for the players. And I, I think at that time we had four or five former players of mine on the, on the team and, uh, and all major contributors too. And, uh, and that, was, that was a big success for us to, uh, to, to pull off a bronze medal. It was great. Was, you know, it seems to me almost in, in looking back and, and seeing video and and, and TV clips from that time that, you know, maybe in a sense, 
Canadian international volleyball was more a little more popular back then, or maybe it was it was different at the times. But it seems like you guys were playing in front of pretty pretty full houses back oh, yeah. then. Oh yeah, yeah, and well, it's uh, I mean volleyball is uh, it, it it's never been really overshadowed by other sports in in Manitoba, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, we we didn't have the the professional basketball franchises or. or I, I can't remember if the, the Jets were here at the time. I don't, no, they, I don't they know. left, in, they they left were, in 95. Yeah. yeah, I think they were gone, and, and that was kind of opened the door for us to be, a, you know, a big, a big draw. But it's, it's always been a rich, you know, history of, of volleyball here in this province. And for as long as I've been here, a lot of the better athletes would be, would be playing volleyball. And uh, it wasn't, a, you know, or, or 50-50 with basketball or hockey or whatever, but it's, uh, we were getting great athletes playing it. And, and there was a lot of it. Uh, the high school system was very well developed, and a lot of great coaches. So it, it was big here, and we we played in front of big crowds all the time. And certainly, the, the Pan Am Games was the the epitome of that. Yeah, that must have been. That's as I said before. I think that's one of my first, maybe not memories, because I was seven years old when that when that <laughs> when that happened. Um, wow. But it's the first time I was cognizant of of. Of volleyball, yeah. you know, it's the first time I could remember it being mentioned on on the news or or or, or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it, that must have been, you know, what I would give to be able to go back and I, I wonder if you know there's still videos video of of those uh, of those matches. I'm sure CBC yeah. might have that somewhere in the archives. Oh, they, they have to. Yeah, for sure, they'd have some some great stuff, and I'd love to see some footage of that that bronze medal game and us uh, pulling that off. And uh, you know, it was it was a fun time. But I mean, something a little bit more for for our, our younger viewers. But this fall at the World Cup, it seemed like a big talk was yeah the the, the performance of the team, but also the enthusiasm of Dan Lewis on the sidelines. Yeah. So what was Dan like as a younger player when he was first coming into this program? Oh, it's uh, I'll never forget his his first year here, and uh, I mean Dan is. Uh, full of energy on the court and off the court. I mean, he was just a fiery guy. And, uh, and I remember his dad and his mom, his dad was extremely fiery too. And uh, fortunately, his mom was a bit of a calming influence in the, in the family. But uh, the passion was unbelievable from a, from a Dan Lewis. And, uh, and uh, I remember the, the first national championship that we, we played in, in uh, in '96, in in Calgary, and and we were were not supposed to win that championship. It was uh, it was Alberta's or Laval's championship to win, and uh, and we we played uh, against Calgary and uh, in the first round, and uh, and managed to squeak by them. And and I don't think uh, Dan was was playing very very well. His his best at the time. He was a rookie, and he had his great games, and he had his average games. And, uh, and then I just remember in, uh, and I sh- I shouldn't mention names like this, but uh, I remember our semifinal match against uh, Laval, and uh, and they had a, a middle blocker by the name of Francois Billado, who was one of the best in the country at the time. And uh, and Dan went up and hit a ball, and Francois just absolutely roofed them and it was uh and it was oh my goodness this it's it's over now how are we going to get out of this and and fortunately you know you, you've, you've heard the old saying let let sleeping dogs lie well francois did not let it 
die, uh, die, he reached over and on about the two-inch line where the ball had gone down and hit the floor, he put a little X on the floor and, uh, and that just set Dan off and he just took over and I don't think he got stopped for the rest of the match and that was, that was the end of, <laughs> end of Laval in that, that final match and uh, we ended up winning that and going on to the final and, uh, and uh, played well against uh, Alberta and uh, pulled it off. That's uh, I could definitely see that happening. <laughs> yeah. Back, I remember yeah. going, I've seen national team practices, and this was when Lewis was a libero. Yeah. And he, you know, uh, Hogue yeah. would put him on the left side, and he would kind of go off, and he would be nagging at Hogue, be like, "Hey, I, I think you can still put me on the left side. Like, I, I think I can still go." Oh, he's, uh, you know, don't, don't ever back the guy into a corner because he's gonna come out swinging. Uh, you know, he's not gonna back down from anything, and, uh, and he certainly didn't, and that, that just continued on, and, and watch him and I, I'm, I'm so excited to see what he's what he's bringing back to the to the sport in the in the coaching end of it too because he was uh, not only was he one of the best athletes I, I ever had no no question about that but uh, but very intelligent as well too and uh, and fiery and and once he got control of his emotions he was one of the best players around now you've you've had a lot of success obviously university level at the international level but you always had also had a, a string successes at the club level uh -huh. back with the old bison's volleyball club and i yeah. remember this is yeah. this is when my club club days and i remember the both the 2008 and 2009 finals vividly okay um okay. bison's against uh pacman in 2008 oh, and then yeah. bison's against mavericks in 2009 yeah uh, and then the one you guys succeeded with was the, your female Bison's teams with Taylor in 2010. Yeah. And yeah, then uh, yeah. a fourth final in a row uh, in 2011. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't know how many national championships we won. There was there was quite a few. I mean, we, we had Bison Volleyball Club for 25 years, and uh, I finally just couldn't do it anymore. It was just uh, just too much, and, uh, and and fortunately, it wasn't just me. I mean, it was a family thing, and uh, and Cindy was so heavily involved in the administration of that, and even coaching teams at, at the time. It got to the point where we had twelve or fourteen teams, and it was uh, just too much to do that and and this at the same time. But uh, just some great successes, and I mean, I remember that that Pac-Man match vividly. What a talented team that was that was oh, that, that still to this day might be one of the best 18u boys national finals we've oh, ever seen it was outstanding and we, we played great and gave it everything we had but they were just physically so good <laughs> and and well coached and and played played great volleyball it was fun it was just really fun to be a part of that that was almost i, I almost view that as maybe the passing of the torch from you know, for so long, as you said, Manitoba and, you know, Alberta, all these, these other provinces really dominated provincial championships. Yeah. And up until that point, Ontario had only won four 18U boys national championships all time. I, yeah. and, and since that time, I think they've won eight or nine. I can remember for years, you know, playing against Ontario teams and and bringing my guys into the gym and then Ontario would warm up, whoever it was, and we, my guys would just be going, wow, how can we ever beat this team? I mean, these guys are bouncing balls like crazy in warm-up. And then, fortunately, when we got into the game, well, their passing skills weren't great and their setting skills weren't great, and we would end up just chipping away and, and beating them. But it was just a matter of time. 
before the coaching got got involved in it because there was some unbelievable athletes over the over the years and it just uh, just just took that that a little bit of time and and now of course it's uh, you know they they play outstanding volleyball both both female and and male and uh, in this country do you think can you attribute some of your su success to the fact that you did have maybe not control but you had a hand in developing the, the players in this region and then you know being a part of that development for them and you know bring them onto the bisons program oh, uh, I, afterwards yeah i mean there's so many of my guys that went on to, to coach in the high school levels and uh, the junior high levels and then hopefully they they took that uh, that skill set with them too so uh I think so, and uh, you know the game was was young, but I really really felt that I I had a I was very fortunate to play at a really young level with national team programs and and with and against some of the best players in the world. So I thought we had a real advantage there, and in, in my knowledge of the game, and uh, and I mean every every sport has probably had somebody that that was out there and. Uh, and was the teacher, and other people learned from it. And uh, I guess I was fortunate enough to be around at the very beginning. So, must have been. That's. I'm just trying to think about all of, you know, all of the different stages of the game that that you've seen. Yeah. You know, and is is that you know once yeah. your kids started really getting into it, was that something that you saw as a light bulb, like, hey, it's my time to to pass on this knowledge, or was it more of the enthusiasm of being able to to do that for your kids? Yeah, no, I, I mean, my whole career, it was just uh, coaching. I, I never, ever thought I was going to be involved in the, the coaching area, but it just became an extension of my playing career and another form of competition for me, so I just did it, and uh, and the things just got passed on, and then to have the opportunity to, to do it with my kids, both indoor and then now on the, on the beach, is just, uh, I'm just a lucky guy that I can keep going, and uh, and I don't plan on quitting anytime soon. Unfortunately, Taylor's still going hard on the beach, and I get to be a part of that. Uh, I count my lucky stars every day that she still wants her dad around, and, and it's it's a great uh, great experience for me. When you ever, whenever you know, I've seen you at quite a few FIVBs now, mm -hmm. cheering on Taylor. But do you, do you do you find it hard to turn off that competitive drive, that coaching drive, or are you able just to kind of sit back and? relax and, and watch and, and enjoy uh, enjoy her playing I, I think I'm always you know evaluating and and try not to critique too hard but uh, you know we've developed that relationship that we, we can talk as, as fun about volleyball or talk seriously about it as well too and, and she's always uh, been open-minded enough to, to listen and uh, and to give me that opportunity and uh, certainly if I saw it was a problem I would I would back off for sure uh, that's the last thing I would ever wanted to do was get involved of our, our real relationship as a as a, a dad and a daughter so uh, but it's it's I'm, I'm a lucky guy like I say that she allows me to do that and uh, Dane as well did did the exact same thing under under a very difficult situation with a, a team sport. You know, can you imagine coaching your son? And it's just uh, you got to be so careful that uh, that he doesn't get special priority any anyway because the rest of the team would just rebel to that. And uh, he was so incredibly good about that responsibility that it, it made it easy. I remember watching you guys play. At the 2012 national championships at Queens, okay. where you guys won bronze, yeah, and that yeah. was that was an interesting one because 
you know, maybe people don't remember this, but you guys almost lost your opening match to Western. Well, Western played phenomenal against us, and of course, Garrett Cott was uh, Garrett uh, May. I'm sorry, Garrett Cott played for me, and Garrett May was uh, unbelievable in that in that match, and uh, and and I think he was. I don't know what his stats were, but he had, he had so many kills in that game, and he was the guy that uh, we just couldn't stop, and uh, and all of a sudden he had a a swing for match point, and and he just overcut it into the net and uh, I, I couldn't believe it and somehow we we pulled it off and Dane was a was a huge part of that like uh, he was kind of the guy on our side that we just kept feeding and everyone in the gym knew that he was going to get it and Garrett was going to get it and it was a real a real battle and we uh, you know pulled that off so it was it was great and we had a, 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 a you know a good game with with Laval they, they they beat us we were up on them and I remember and uh I uh, forget the guy. Le Carl. LeBron, yeah, Carl, Carl went back, yeah. and boy, his serve got going. And, uh, and uh, he was something was, else. Yeah, <laughs> he was, uh, and that was it. But uh, I came back and uh, had a great match against Queens and the Bronze, and uh, and played that. And for me, and to watch the way Dean was playing, I mean, he was outstanding in in those big matches for us. I was. I remember that was a. Uh really one of still to this day one of the best national championships i've seen yeah you know yeah. just in atmosphere i still remember that that 8 p.m match between queens and alberta on the first night and you had the entire school there you had the marching band it was it, it, it was, was something great. else queens did a great job in their venue you know that i think they had just opened it it was a year old or or whatever but beautiful venue and uh and of course, with with Brenda's expertise and organization, we we knew it was going to be a, a well run run event. So it was uh, it was fun to be a part of. Was that was that a, a special moment for you getting to win that 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 was your last national medal, correct? With yeah. with with Dane. Yes, it was. Yeah. Was yeah. that so? Yeah. How special was that? Well, it's now it's very special to to think about it. I I I'd hoped we'd get a few more after that, and we're we're close a couple once once for sure. And uh, but no, just to be able to do that with uh, with Dane and and at a time where where it's you know I, I really you know I don't know what the word is, but just seeing what the, what the Albertas and the Trinity Westerns are doing now in this day and age. I mean, this is this is a tough day and age to win a medal at nationals and McMaster all the medals that they've they've won boy it's uh you know it's not easy nowadays to to do that and so that was a special time for me to be able to to win a medal with dane and then after that i mean not, uh, most people won't remember but actually taylor went and played at ucsb yes for her for her first season were you were yeah. you proud that she came back to, to come and, and play here at home for manitoba after that well it was it was basically the the thing to do and I mean Taylor wanted to play beach volleyball and uh, and that's the reason why she went to Santa Barbara and uh, and we were a hundred percent convinced that Santa Barbara was going to have a beach volleyball program I mean why wouldn't they with uh, Kathy Gregory coaching the team who is you know the the icon of beach volleyball in the US for forever and uh, and uh, it's, you know, I remember it was pretty disappointing when we got down there and, and we didn't know until we were down there that uh, their board of directors had decided that they weren't going to have a team the first year and, uh, and Kathy seemed to convince us that they would after that and, and who would have thought anything different uh, given her reputation and background. And, uh, and then when we, we found out at the end of the 
you know, the end of the term that it just, Kathy said, it's just not going to happen right now. And she was visibly distraught, and I, I, I think that's probably a reason why she's, you know, a year later decided to, to pack it in down there because she couldn't get that going. And uh, so that's when Taylor decided, well, you know, let's let's come back and, uh, and, uh, and see how beach is going to happen here in Canada and, and play at the University of Manitoba. And that was around the time when she hooked up with Melissa and, uh, and had, you know, great opportunity for sure to, uh, to play with, with her and, and uh, you know, never would, have, never would have happened in any other circumstances because it was so incredibly difficult for, uh, for, for anyone from the West to get involved in, in beach volleyball in, in the East and, and, you know, to move to a big city like Toronto and all the problems involved in that, but of course hooking up with with Melissa, has opened the door for uh, Hernan to be involved in it, and uh, and it never would have happened without without that uh, that help. I remember that. And that was you know just looking over. I remember we were in uh, Saint Petersburg, Florida, for for a tournament one time when they were playing together, and just yeah. looking over and seeing you and Hernan, mm -hmm. uh, and Cindy was there as well, just kind of side by side, and you know just that realization of these two legends coaching side by side of their daughters and you know what was what was that experience like between between the the four of you yeah well it was certainly some really great memories and and some fun times and watching the two girls win a couple bronze medals at mm -hmm. uh, world age class championships was was outstanding and uh, and and the support you know that uh, that taylor did get you know especially from Hernan, it just never would have happened, you know, driving from to the beach every day, and she, you know, lived at their place, and uh, and certainly us as parents, you know, never would have been comfortable with a lot of other uh, options for our, our little girl to be involved in, and we knew she was well taken care of, and uh, and that, that that gave us the comfort to, to let her continue on. Did you, you know? Yeah, as you said, most Taylor's goal was to play beach volleyball. Yeah. Is that yeah. something that you could have imagined back in the day when you guys were just playing family games down on Grand Beach, that, you know, she would be playing as a professional, would rep represent Canada internationally, you know, at the Pan Am Games, all, all yeah. of these things, or is that... It was that the goal back then, or was it just kind of you know fa family fun? No, it, it was family fun for sure, and, we, you know, we, we even had absolutely no idea of... Uh, of what the system was out out here, and, and 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 still, you know, unfortunately to this day, there's there's still a lot of that going on. That Western Canada really doesn't have their finger on the pulse of of what's what's happening there, and it's, uh, you know, fortunately for me, I had played a little bit back back in the day, and I had experienced what was what was going on in Ontario, and uh, had made some contacts out there, and that that certainly. I think helped in getting the getting the ball rolling, but it's uh, it's still a little a little bit removed and and not not as easy for for the people out west to get involved. Well, now you guys have an indoor facility here in Winnipeg, yeah. mm -hmm. and you know it's it's brand new. Do you do you see that as the possibility of you know the ability to, to really grow this the, that sport here here in Winnipeg? Because you know you mentioned the Pan Am Games. That was also the time when Conrad Leiderman and jo Jolie Holden won gold medal at, yeah. at the Pan Am Games in beach yeah. volleyball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean that's the facility certainly to start and uh, to give kids the opportunity. Obviously, we need 
we need that, and most places in Canada need that that mm-hmm. opportunity of somewhere to uh, to train year round, around, and uh, and that's uh, you know starting to happen, starting to get the ball rolling, and uh, you know I, I I think, and and part of my retirement plan would be to to attempt to develop that a, a lot more, uh, and with with the help of of the beach and uh, the people there, and and uh, I, I feel it's as good as any facility in this in this country right now, and uh, it was designed for beach volleyball, so it's uh, it's a great venue, and uh, and hopefully we can uh, see some results from that in, in three four years. Now, uh, just jumping back to the indoor side with, with Taylor real quick. Taylor was a part of that 2014 Manitoba Bisons team that won a national championship yes. yeah. and ended yeah. a, a six-year run of what, you know, it seemed like um, it seemed like Doug Reimer and his UBC Thunderbirds yeah. were yeah. slated for a seventh. And, you know, Taylor and Rachel Cockrell kind of kind of got in front of that. Was that what was that for you? You know, watching that run for for them. Oh, it was it was so much fun for for sure, and 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 especially the way the whole thing ended up, and and the and the preparation going into it, because uh, no question, UBC was was the favorite to win, and uh, and we were just you know the other guys in, involved in it, and uh, and a lot of things you know happened in that whole process that just sort of seemed to be everything was aligning all the. All the planets were aligning in the right way for them. You, you need a few breaks along the way, and uh, they certainly got some. But but when the when the time came, they they played the best they could, and that's all you can ask of a of a team. And uh, and uh, to do that, it, it gave them an opportunity to win it, and and it was great for you know for Taylor and obviously a lot of her good friends like like Rachel who she played a lot of beach with as well too or, or was on that team and and uh, she still you know some of those girls are are her best friends to this day so it's uh, it was a neat experience to see that. Now you know you're you you're you're retiring and it's been it's been a long time but. I'm guessing that you're not going to be able to get away from volleyball in 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 one one way or another. You're still going to be involved. Is have you thought about that, that at all? You know the ways no. that you'd like to stay in, involved with the game, whether it's at you know this level here with the Bisons or in other ways throughout the the community. Yeah, no, it's there's never been any any thought of me going. Gee, I I got to get away from this. You know, I've done this for so long. No, I mean I I still love it. I I still love going in the gym and coaching my players and, and I'm very happy of the way we we played this year you know from given the talent that we had and and there's certainly other teams out there with with more talent but I think we played as as well as we could and and I'm happy about that and I mean there's other parts of the game that I think my my desire has other parts of the job that I think my desire has has dwindled a little bit like renting cars like renting cars <laughs> and, and hotel accommodations and and uh, you know going to a lot a lot of the recruiting that's such a big part of the the game right now is just uh, it's difficult to do. So. Is that you know now that you are going to have that time? Do you see yourself having a bigger impact on maybe the administrative side, or maybe you know whether it's the beach side, whether it's with volleyball Manitoba or elsewhere? I, I'd love to get involved in that. You know, with, with a little more with getting back into involved with Volleyball Manitoba because, uh, you know, I certainly give them a lot of credit and uh, I, I mean people don't remember that, that that's how I started was I was a 50 percent 
University of Manitoba, 50% technical director of uh, Volleyball Manitoba. So that was the beginning, my first full-time job. So uh, um, then after a year, I kind of said, well, this doesn't work out so good because you guys want me 75% of the time and you want me 75% of the time and that's I'm not going to do one and a half jobs here. So uh, then I approached the university and said, hey, I can, you know, let's, can you do something to help me out? And they said, sure, we'll find you. We'll make it 100% here. So uh, that was that was all good. And uh, but uh, yeah, I'd love to do that. They've been so incredibly supportive over the years of anything I've ever done and uh, anything my kids have done. It's been uh, it's been fantastic. I'm I'm definitely indebted to them and and Volleyball Canada too. What's the thing you're going to miss most about you know working within these walls and working with Bison's Volleyball? What will I miss? It's just the relationships with the players. I mean, you, you saw the rapport that I had with them on, uh, you know, the other night, and uh, and just seeing them develop and uh, seeing them grow up as uh, as young men, and hopefully, hopefully, having an impact on on their lives. And I, I really value those those relationships, and uh, and I think that's going to dwindle now because I'm not going to have that opportunity as much. But uh, but there's still plenty of uh, you know people out there that. Uh, that I can still talk with and talk about old times and, and watch them grow. And, and you know, I, it doesn't mean I'm going to walk away from watching what's going on here. There's, I'm certainly going to have a vested interest in the guys that are still here. And like I said, it's a fairly young team and uh, they'll have a few years left in them. So I certainly want to keep, uh, keep watching them and, uh, and watching them progress as, as young men. You know, we've, we've talked about the progression of volleyball not only here in Canada yeah. here in Manitoba but internationally and yeah is you know now that you're in the process of kind of passing that torch are you, are you going to be able to kind of like look back and and see the impact that you've had or is it something that you know you <coughs> you know you you rather not not look at and rather just kind of stay in the present no I, I definitely want to look back at it and uh, and see see where it's come I'm certainly going to keep an eye on where it, where it goes in the future but uh, you know just uh, having the opportunity again to reconnect with with some guys and the comments that uh, that they've the gracious comments that have come my way about how I've impacted their lives is uh, is has been great and and I, I feel very proud of that that uh, that it's gone in that direction and uh, and um, you know nothing but uh, excitement to see where, where the sport keeps going because it's uh, it's been it's still going especially the, what I've seen on the men's side and I'm not overly familiar with what's going on the women's side but uh, but it's at a peak right now and uh, and I see the players that are playing here in Canada and it's going to continue. I'm am sure you have kind of opinions or ideas of ways to continue growing the sport. Um, you know, is, is there anything that you, you know, share with us of, of things that you think that we could maybe be doing better or ideas that we could be, you know, pushing, pushing forward? Yeah, no, I, I don't know if I would want to get into that or, uh, um, but, but I'm very comfortable with, with what I see right now. Um, you know, I, I, I think the, the state of our development system is, definitely gone in the right direction from uh, 
you know, opening it up to uh, at the club level to all these teams to give them the you know the opportunity. I, I would love to see U Sport open up our national championships a little bit and uh, get more people and more teams involved in that because there are more good teams now than than there ever has been, and and uh, why not? Uh, do that because the, the whole national championship thing is such a great opportunity for players and it just you know gets them more excited about being back at it and having that that chance to to win it at the end and uh, I'd love to see that happen uh, you know I think uh, things are phenomenal with uh, what's going on with our, our national teams uh, you know, if, if you're ever prepared to get the pro league started in this country, that would be great. If that if that would be viable, but uh, um, would be great to see. I think that could be the next the next stage to see guys staying at home a little more. Well, you know, just just on that, like my my thought of it, in in looking at kind of the pro scenario, and I think here in North America, our view of pro of professional sports is much different than we have in Europe. And in Europe, it's it's based off of almost these community clubs. And you look at these legendary clubs across any sport, yeah. and oftentimes they stem from the community clubs that, you know, hold them within that com that within that community. As opposed to, you know, like the Winnipeg Jets, they they don't have a feeder system of the best players in Winnipeg coming up and, and being signed that way. You know, they yeah. gain everyone through the ranks. Yeah. Do you ever think that that system would work? Like a European model where, you know, say there's know a, a professional Winnipeg volleyball club but instead of signing people through a draft through youth sports it's really they're signing the kids who are coming up through their club and they're they're able to compete at that level well there they could but I you know I think it would have to be a lot less clubs going down and and, and I you know I think the model might be for somehow for us to because of the nature of North America is having something both on the indoor level and, and on the beach level of where Canada and the U.S. work together and maybe there's only one or two or three hubs in Canada and, and four or five in the U.S. to put together you know the top uh, top clubs and 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 maybe professional teams or or expanding the the AVP to uh, to Canada for a couple events and and keeping those uh, and that would help certainly help for the development here and 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 for a higher level because we've got obviously some great beach players as well as indoor players that that can uh, everybody can uh, uh, you know learn from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've thought about that, about how we could, you know, instead of having just a straight Canada and America League, almost having it, we could almost have three separate leagues. You'd have a West Coast League, a Midwest League, and then yeah. an, an, an East Coast League, mm -hmm. um, just kind of being able to work with those different population centers, because we know how strong, you know, volleyball here is here in, in Manitoba, yeah. you know, Sus definitely Saskatchewan, they've got some, some strong, strong players as well down you know, Illinois isn't all of that far, and they're how strong they are. And, or, or similar to, as you say, to the, the system in, in Europe where there's an elite league of five or six teams and a tier two league, and uh, that way you're developing more and more, more players and even a tier three league or whatever could be, could be implemented as well too. Yeah, I think that's kind of, for me, the next step is really looking at a way of developing a professional ranks, but then also more of a house league ranks, yeah, you know, yeah. trying to get kids who come in at a young age, you know, not through the school system, but, you know, just at a young age and they play maybe a, a different game and, um, 
the goal is really just to foster the love of the game mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to just throwing them right into club volleyball and right yeah. into to everything like that. I'd love to see, you know, maybe some of the provincial associations and, you know, Volleyball Canada get behind trying to develop a, a way to get kids into volleyball. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, I was playing soccer when I was four years old. I was playing hockey when I was five. Maybe that's a little bit young for volleyball, but maybe, yeah. you know, six, seven, eight-year-olds can start playing uh, a different way and just seeing the game at, at that level because, you know, for me, it's just that's how you're going to be able to get more interest and more athletes into the game. I think that's important. I think, you know, very important for, for men's volley- volleyball for sure is to get the, to get the guys a little bit earlier because, you know, everything's so well entrenched with the, their baseball opportunities and their hockey opportunities and stuff like that. I, I think women's volleyball is, is unbelievable. Uh, you know, both here and in the United States, and and, and there's just not enough opportunities for them. And the, and the more and more opportunities for for them, you're going to see more and more girls playing this game. It's just a, an outstanding game for for the females and for the males too. But they just don't get a chance to experience it early enough, so they're already entrenched in in other things. Unfortunately, I mean, we're starting to see the maybe not the exodus, but we're starting to see people being very wary of football. For yeah. example, do do the head injuries? Yeah. Do you think that volleyball has, you know, the way I look at it, the way a the, the way that you know there is that net to separate them, and it's in a way a safer game. There's no contact, yeah. but the way the game has evolved and how much of a chess match it is, and how quickly you have to think, to me that points kind of in the direction that volleyball, you know, is only going to grow further from from this point. It has to nowadays, and uh, I mean it's. Uh, I love. The other sports out there, but it, but I would be hesitant to uh, you know have my kids play some of the more some of the sports where there's a lot more injuries involved in it, and uh, and I think we don't even know you know how how uh, unfortunate some of these things are and what the after effects are of some of these injuries. So I, to personally, I would I would be looking for some other options, and and there's no question that volleyball is. Uh, a phenomenal sport that that we don't have very very few injuries involved in the in the game. You know, uh, concussions are really at, at a low point, and uh, and even you know you get the odd ankle injury here or there, or maybe a little shoulder problem from overuse. But uh, for the most part, it's uh, you're not running into people and breaking legs and limbs and all that stuff. So. Uh, uh, I like it for that that aspect of it. I, I like it for the the team concept. I mean, that's unbelievable. That's that's life. And uh, learning how to play any team sport is phenomenal. And and learning how to deal with other individuals. And uh, I think it's it's been a real benefit to anybody I've I've seen involved in in any any level of program. So uh, that's that's great. And uh, and I think that's a real plus for it. All right, Garth. Well. I honestly can't thank you enough for taking the time to, to yeah. talk to me today. I can't thank you enough for everything you've done to the game, for the game, over the course of the past 40, 43, 40-plus 40 <laughs> years. Yeah. yeah, there was some playing before that. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's been great, Everett. It's, it's, I'm, I'm the lucky guy in this whole thing. And, uh, and uh, um, you know, there hasn't been a day in my job that I've not wanted to come to work. And uh, I don't remember... I may have missed one practice in my whole career. I, I don't remember. I must have been pretty darn sick not to not to be here. So uh, it, it's been great. I've, I've been lucky. I've had a lot of a lot of great people help me out through over the years and help me mold my 
my philosophy, and uh, and uh, it, it, I, I can't say it. I still love it, and uh, I don't uh, expect to disappear too too soon. Well, I for one certainly hope that you don't, <laughs> and I I know that that sentiment is kind of shared from people across the country. I know that it was definitely shared amongst the 150 plus people that were there on on Thursday night. That was, as I said, it was astonishing for me to kind of see how many people were there and how many people were you had impacted on, mm -hmm. on such a deep level. And, you know, it was it was such a moment when, you know, it was announced that the, the championship had been canceled. Yeah. And to see the devastation on everyone's face yeah. and to see that, you know, that realization that, you know, the, the, it wasn't going to happen and yeah. they weren't going to have this opportunity to, to celebrate you. And then, but then also on the flip side, yeah. just to start hearing those stories. Yeah. And that's that was really, and then, you know, seeing how everyone reacted to you and how they personally wanted to go see you and talk to you and, and you know, pay their respects. It was, it was great for me, but, you know, those guys are athletes first, and they understood. Most of them had been to a national championship, and they knew what that was all about, and, uh, and they were devastated, not just for my players, but for the rest of the teams and not getting that opportunity and, and the seniors and, and those that are, you know, done their ac academic careers that probably won't be back and, and knowing that they wouldn't have a chance. And that hit home with those guys and going, wow, we're lucky that never happened to us. So. Yeah, it's, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, for sure will be a national championships that we'll never forget because it's the one that uh, that never happened unfortunately yeah, yeah there'll be a blank on the on the championship trophy and uh, that's a you know tough one to swallow yeah uh, but that's uh, that's life and I guess yeah. uh, we're I mean the, the one good part I guess even though it's not good is that we're not the only ones you know it's not like the NHL where we didn't they didn't have a you know a year because of a lockout or anything like that yeah. it's because of yeah. something bigger than sport yeah for sure and, and it's you know We'll look back on it, and hopefully, it's uh, something that all these all these individuals learn from, and make them better people, and uh, and learn how to deal with real life once they <laughs> once volleyball's over with. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Garth, thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you very much for your impact over the years. I think I I said it before, but you know, if we made a Mount Rushmore of Canadian volleyball, you would definitely be front and center. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I so appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, I wish <clears throat> you the best of luck in, in the next stage. I, I know I'm not done seeing you around. No, for <laughs> sure not. No, there's, there's too much, uh, too much enjoyment in this, in this sport and, and in this country and both university and, uh, Volleyball Canada and, and everything. It's it's great to see where we are and uh, and it's exciting to, to to try and predict where we're going to be in five ten years from now. And I, I hope I'm still around watching it. So do I. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. That was awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs>